This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. It's about to be a fun ride. Follow along, watch as we slide. Paranormal just hit the lights. Goosebumps all through the night. Mixing just a little bit of twain. That girl sure can't do a thing. Together, hillbillies go insane. Laugh so hard it'll hurt your brain. Podcast you won't ever change. These two here, they got the recipe. Sat on back and listen in to some of our darkest mysteries, eh? Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories. And now here's your host. Jerry and Tracy Polly and their dog Ninja. Hi, I'm Dina Marie, the host of the Twisted Philly podcast, and I've got a question for you. Do you love podcasts? Because I sure do. And that's why the podcast community, Podcast We Listen To, is hosting their very first podcast convention for listeners. It's called Pottern Love. The Pottern Love convention is for listeners by listeners. It's for all of us, and it includes podcasts from every genre you could imagine, including comedy, movies and TV, pop culture, paranormal, history, health and fitness, true crime, and so many more. Our first convention is August 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2018, in one of the coolest cities in the country, New Orleans, Louisiana. And it's being held at the Intercontinental Hotel, which is a premier French Quarter hotel. The location is amazing. And the room rate can't be beat either. It's only $129 a night. Tickets are on sale on the website at www.pottern.love. That's www.podern.love. There are over 40 independent podcasts already lined up to present at Pottern Love, and we'll be adding more before the convention. Plus, featured podcasters have discount codes, so you can get a discount on your tickets. Be sure to follow Pottern Love on Twitter and Facebook for the latest convention updates, news, information about new shows that are joining, and links to a dedicated website just for Pottern Love attendees to book their hotel room. We can't wait to see you this August in New Orleans. And welcome to episode 92 of Hillbilly Horror Stories. Uh, my name's Jerry, of course, and I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Tracy. Aw, thanks, honey bunny. You're hey, welcome. everybody. So, all kinds of stuff happening, as you can imagine. Oh, yeah, man. Um, happy Cinco de Mayo. I know it's already gone. That wasn't even what I was thinking about. I know, but I want to say it anyway. <laughs> I hope everybody had fun at the Derby, even though it was rainy and nasty, but that's the way it always is. But, and and um, only about... One percent of our listeners live in Louisville. What people know what the Kentucky Derby is all over the world, babe. Come on now. But you said fun at the Derby. Well, Kentucky Derby. <laughs> but anyway, that's gone and everything's back to normal. I guess a little bit. 
Semi, semi back to normal. So obviously we want to start off with uh, thanking all of our military and civil servants, no matter what country you represent all over the world. Absolutely. Guys, stay safe out there. We pray and we love you. And we think about you guys every day. Also, uh, as we added a couple weeks back, uh, we just want to remind everybody if you're going through a dark time in your life and uh, you're thinking of uh, doing some kind of harm to yourself or even worse, there is help out there for you. And uh, the suicide uh, prevention line here in the United States is 800-273-8255. Uh, and if you can't remember that, pick up a phone and call a relative, call a friend, um, call us, send uh, an email, uh, whatever you want to do that uh, can get you through that rough time. There are more people out there that care about you than you realize. Absolutely. Uh, you heard our little commercial from our, our buddy Dina Marie from Twisted Philly about Potter and Love. That is rapidly approaching. Excited. Yep, me too. Oh, we're going to spend about five days in New Orleans. I so. know. Woo-wee. But if you um, want to come, join us. You uh, go to the uh, website listen there. I think it was uh, pottern.love. Uh, mm-hmm. Something. I think it's, it's, it's on what, there. Uh, shouldn't you know the website? Well, she said it on there. I just, I think it's pottern.love. <laughs> something. It's Sunday, Any, folks. Sorry. But, but anyway, the important thing is, you'll find it just by Oh, yeah, it, but, definitely. But the important thing is, to get a discount on tickets, use the code HILLBILLY. Yes. And then that way they'll know that it came from us. Great. So it had, uh, obviously, a fun week, uh, the week after Waverly. Wow. Yeah. Just every day there were still people talking about it. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. So with that being said, we have set up our next event, which is going to be July 28th. Tickets are available now. It's in Indianapolis, Indiana. Man, I can't wait to go back there. It's such a pl- fun place to be. It is. This is, is right in downtown uh, Indiana. This one should be a... a a bigger event as far as the amount of people coming uh-huh. uh, because the venue seats like 150 people. And we had Wave One uh, Radio get in contact with, with us and the other podcast involved, and they're wanting to get behind this and, and help, you know, sponsor it, which is pretty cool because we didn't have sponsors on the other two. Oh, so. I know, and it's great. So now we're going to have sponsors, and this place is a venue that's specifically made for doing these kinds of events. Yeah, it's going to so, be great. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. And so we... we um, I want to interrupt you just for one second. If y'all hear thunder, it's getting ready to blow up around here, so it'll just make the show more legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet we caught some thunder on one of the old shows that Ricky and I did. Oh, did you? Yeah, because you could hear it really clear in the background. Oh, so. very cool. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, baby. That's y'all. okay. So anyway, that, that show, the tickets are available now. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, we put them up on uh yesterday and we sold six tickets almost right off the bat Good. you guys never cease to amaze me three oh months away gosh. and there's already been tickets bought yes that's so, so wonderful so i guess it's important to mention uh, who else is there of course mr justin rimmel from uh, mysterious circumstances will be there along with us and then uh some of you got to see shane waters mm-hmm. at the uh cincinnati event he was uh, with Justin that night, kind of tagging along and, and, and uh, helping Justin out a little bit. But Shane has a very big show of his own called Out of the Shadows. Mm-hmm. And yes. he has got big things happening right now. He's working a case uh, about uh, a serial killer that was back, yeah, back in the early 80s. And he was known as the redhead serial killer because every woman that he killed had red hair. Mm-hmm. And most of this took place in, like, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, in that area. But there was like seven women that were all 
unknown. I yes. mean, they're still like Jane Doe's to this day. And he actually was able to, through his research and making trips down to these places, he actually was able to discover the identity of one of the women. I know. That's truly amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's he's been on Nancy Grace uh, on her show talking about... Uh, uh, some things he's really looked at. He's at CrimeCon this mm-hmm. weekend yep. Yep. and actually given two lectures out there. The show, uh, The Keepers, that uh, one, this will be the most watched documentary about the nuns on Netflix. He actually did the story on that and Netflix picked it up and made a documentary so out great. of it. That is so great. Good for you, Shane. Yeah, so he's he's out there killing it. Good. And, um, I, and I know that, you know, the families of these women really appreciate what you're trying to do and what you have done for the one case. And I mean, that takes a lot of dedication and I know they really appreciate it, but I mean, I just think that's the greatest thing ever. It's uh, it's funny because he came down to Barberville, Kentucky, which isn't too far from us. And a Lexington TV station actually followed him around when he was in Barberville, finding out this information. Uh, and he's got some cool video footage mm-hmm. out of it because they were playing it all over the news. Up yeah. There, so. Yeah pretty cool so yeah it's going to be a fun night up there needless to say yeah and need some more great guys like you out there buddy uh real quick let's go through the uh patreon subscribers this week we got thomas simmons thanks thank you thomas michelle minos thank you love dolly ruther thank you dolly ryan i'll probably mispronounce your last name because it's spelled with a ch but i think it's ryan ruzik is the way i'm going to pronounce it pretty good stephanie roberts and jody peterson thank you jody dolan we appreciate you guys so much and Tracy's going to do the um, uh, list of iTunes reviews for the week real quick. Before we get into it, though, we did have an iTunes review that was from Norway, so I know it won't show up on her oh, list. Oh, we did? And I'll probably butcher your name, too, so I'm sorry, Randy. But Randy Gullolson, I think is what okay. it is. Uh, but she's obviously from Norway, and she <laughs> sent us a little message letting us know she left us a review. And oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. We had a a lot of uh, reviews this week, which I love to death. You know how that is. Uh, Crazy Bones 51, Chili 91 Willie, Virgil Deaton, A. Jeffrey 37, Busy Mom Weaver, Call 817. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Cell 817. (laughs) Lindsay Legit, Corn Mom 5, and Peaches Me. You guys rock. And I'm sorry I messed her up. I couldn't read my own writing. That's okay. But and we love you guys and appreciate you more than you'll ever, ever know. One last thing before we get into the story this week. We have candles for sale. And we can thank Bree from Macabre Melts up in uh, Nashville. She actually came out to the Louisville event and brought us samples. Uh, but I put the link up, and I'll put it up again. You can go to her uh, Etsy site, but it's mm-hmm. Macabre, M-A-C-A-B-R-E, Melts. And you can get them there. I think it's $15 for the candle. And you've got the little wax melts that have our yes. logo and stuff on it. Oh, my God. For $4. And uh, the monkey farts smell uh, fantastic. Monkey farts are the bomb. Like, if all our farts really smelled like that, it would be a happy, happy world. I'm so, just yeah. saying. It smells so good. So definitely go to her site and uh, pick up some candles. It, she even put the, uh, it's like glow-in-the-dark glitter oh my wax gosh. on top of I it. I know us women love that glitter stuff. It is so cool looking on top of that candle. And this oh is the gosh. soy wax too, so yeah. it's the kind that you can, you know, put on your hands yeah, and yes, stuff like that. Yes, it is amazing. Thank All you for doing that. We appreciate you, hun. All right, so let's get into this story. I posted on on the I think it was the group or the Facebook page the other day that it was late in the week, still hadn't hadn't <laughs> I couldn't find a story. You know, it's, it's sometimes I start researching these things, and I'm like, oh, this would be a cool story. And then I spend a day researching. I'm like, yeah, 
I'm just really not that fascinated by it. Did that with the Limp Mansion in um, St. Louis. I spent two days researching it and decided to scrap the whole story. That was a couple weeks back. Now, I had the same situation this week, but we've done so much paranormal stuff that was almost like paranormal overload. And as I, I think I equated it to like when you just got through eating, then you go to the grocery store to shop and then nothing looks good. Yeah. That's kind of the way it was. Uh-huh. So I asked for suggestions and my goodness, Whew. you guys gave so many awesome suggestions. I don't think we'll have a problem having a subject for a show the next, you know, eight months. I uh, know. Thank you guys for that. Seriously. With that being said, there's a bunch of them that we are going to end up doing. And there was a bunch of cool things that weren't your normal uh, run of the mill big names on there. Mm-hmm. So. One of the things that I wanted to cover is somebody asked about Ireland, and we haven't done an Irish story yet, but next week we are, might do one or two. I'm not going to do Leap Castle. That's the one that everybody thinks of, and it's probably the most haunted place in Ireland, but it's also the one that's been done to death. But I've got two or three other places, and I might end up doing all three of them next week, so you're going to get your uh, Irish fix if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, that's totally on my bucket list to go to Ireland. With that being said... You didn't even care. I didn't care. No, you don't. Because it's expensive to go to Ireland. I'm worth it. Okay. And I'm not. Um, please subscribe to Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I guess I'll just eat my lucky charm and get over it. <laughs> That's exactly what I'll put in the uh, uh, Leprechaun 2. What's that, what's that one? Leprechaun in the hood? Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that was awesome. So this story as if she doesn't help us out enough, came from Natasha Ali, who runs our Facebook group. Love you, girl. She gave me, I think, nine different ideas from Australia. Dude, she was on it. Yeah, and I looked into one, and I was like literally five minutes into it, and I'm like, this is the story we're doing. Oh, wow, cool. Because it was phenomenal, and it was just different than most of Mm -hmm. the stuff out there. So what we're going to talk about is the Fremantle Prison in Perth, Australia. It's well known to be haunted by most of the people that live in the western part of Australia, and it's got spirits of former prisoners and and guards, of course. You know, that usually Mm -hmm. is the case. But they supposedly haunt the cell blocks, and they scare the crap out of tourists and the staff. So Very cool. That's pretty awesome. Uh, There's been hundreds of accounts of people that had brushes with the paranormal here, and Fremantle was actually built in 1850, so it goes way back. What's funny about... Fremantle itself is not only was it built in 1850, but it was built by the actual prisoners. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they were they were shipped from the UK to Australia. Mm-hmm. I really didn't see any reason why that was the case. I don't know why they shipped them from one country to another. Uh, I think, though, at this time, I think UK had the uh, pretty much they owned Australia for the most part. Oh. As far as, you know, so I think that they looked at it like their second country. But anyway, so... They ship them down there, and there wasn't a prison yet, so they kept the prisoners in this room called the Round Room. And I don't know how big it was or if it was round. I'm assuming it probably was, but mm-hmm. it was just kind of the makeshift prison for right there. And uh, these people here that they had shipped there would spend their days out carving sandstone. They would saw, saw uh, sandstone from the side, basically, of the, the hills that were there. Oh, in gosh. Australia, it's pretty rough terrain I there. Imagine. Yeah, it took five years to fully complete it. Mm. So the prison was in use from 1855 to 1991. No kidding. Yeah, 
What if it, they carved him a really nice bathroom? Well, oddly enough, no. Oh. So you're gonna, you're going to find interesting stuff. The bathroom's one of the things that uh, I really liked about this, and oh. probably probably the thing that most people will talk about when the show's over. <laughs> that was just a guess. I don't know. So during the whole time that this place is ninja. ninja? So, <laughs> During the whole time, that was not the thunder she alluded to earlier. Mm-mm. So the whole time, eighteen fifty-five to nineteen ninety-one, during this whole time, no real changes were ever made to the prison. The only thing that they even added was suicide nets that kept people from jumping off of the uh, the upper level of the building because oh. so many people would jump off and kill themselves oh, because gosh. the prison was so rough. Mm. You got to keep in mind, uh, a lot of prisons like you'll hear a lot about prisons. Like when we did the Ohio State Reformatory, uh-huh. it had good intentions starting out. All yeah, right. Right. Eastern State, when Benjamin mm-hmm. Franklin designed that, it was supposed to be to help reform people. That's not what the deal with this. This prison was designed to make you pay for your crimes. Yeah. It was going to be a living hell from every second you mm-hmm. were in there, and that was the intention. Well, I mean, that's what you need to do. So the Well, maybe not as bad as what you'll find out here. So the conditions in the prison were definitely inhumane. There was no running water. No sewage of any kind. Prisoners actually had a little metal bucket that they used as their bathroom. To take a poo in? Poo, pee, whatever it was, you had that bucket. Not only was that all you had, it was that way all the way up to 1991 when it closed. Wow, they ain't playing. There was never available to prisoners uh, any type of sewage system. Did they have no toilet paper? To wipe their butts? I'm assuming they had toilet paper. Okay. But I didn't see that in any of my research. So the prison obviously shut down in 1991. They said it took months for the smell of human waste to leave Mm. the building. God, that's terrible. Uh, There was a gallows, which obviously for hanging people. Uh, 44 people died there. 43 men and one woman. They had a woman in there with them? Mm -hmm. (gasps) Mm-hmm. Wow. Eric Edgar Cook was the last hanging. That was in 1964. And the only woman was Martha Rendell. And she was executed in 1909. I wonder what she did. She poisoned her three young children. Oh, that biatch. (laughs) Well, that's what she gets. Now, this is kind of cool. If if this kind of thing can be cool. They have a giant beam that ran across the room. And Mm -hmm. that's where they hung the noose from. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That beam was transported over from England and had been used for a hundred years before that for hangings. Yeah, wow. Like a little piece of history. It is. There was also a flogging room. Do you know what flogging is? I, no, that's, no. You're no. thinking of something dirty. I'm no, sure. no, no. I'm thinking about when you take your knuckle and hit yourself on the... That's frogging. Okay, I was close. <laughs> What's flogging? Flogging is pretty much where they beat you with like a whip. That's called flogging. Like when they give you 30 lashes or 50 lashes. But even better, they were flogged with cat o' nine tails whips. Do you know what those are? No. Cat o' nine nine whips were basically small handheld. Yeah. You've probably seen them in uh, some of the movies about... um, Jesus and crucifixions and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but it has nine different lashes on it, or not lashes, but you know pieces on it that to whip you with strands. 
And each one of those strands has, like, it'd be like little pieces of metal <gasps> or barbed wire. Yeah, so when you're getting hit with this, you've got nine different things. that It's practically like, like being beat with barbed wire. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Most of the punishments were um, 100 lashes. A hundred? hundred lashes. If a prisoner was close to dying, they sent them to the hospital, gave them time to recover, and then they had to come back and get the rest of their lashes. Stop. Yep. Now that is, oh my God. <laughs> I told that you, is horrific. Was, this place was horrible. And now it's a big tourist attraction. Oh my gosh. So aside from feeling pain and sadness when you walk in there, people claim to see... Uh, birds and strange lights and they hear bells ringing at anniversaries of hangings that are right near the execution room They'll wow see these things wow I, I can you even imagine <laughs> such a thing i'm gonna post a picture up of uh, a cat of nine tails so people oh, can i don't want to look but most that's of the time terrible. you'll see those when you see like these medieval torture devices and stuff yeah. that's basically what it was so well i bet their arms that was doing the whooping was wore out oh they probably didn't have to be because they didn't have to hit them hard when you got all that stuff on it. it I know, but much. if you have to do it a hundred times, that's a lot. I'm sure they got used to it. So people have seen strange figures such as a black figure in the gun room. It's said that it kind of like appears and it disappears. And then they also experience strange smells. One strange phenomena is that many people report that they take pictures of friends but when the pictures are developed or, you mm-hmm. know, back in the day, or when they take pictures, look at the the digital proofs of them, that the friends are missing their heads. <gasps> it's like they just didn't show up. And that apparently in happens. every picture? Not every, but it happens a lot. It's commonly brought up. And oh, I don't think it's like man. when my sister takes pictures and she just cuts them off. Oh, my gosh. I don't think the, their head should be in the picture. It's just not there. That's creepy as, you know what? <laughs> That's so creepy. So now we're going to get into some specific ghosts and hauntings. Um, well, we'll do that in a bit. But first, I kind of ran across, I thought it was an interesting story about Alice, and, Alice Cooper. So you know Alice Cooper. Oh, we, yeah. We've seen Alice Cooper before. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And, uh, and it's actually, it comes from this same tour that we saw him on, the uh, Motley Crue tour. But a few years ago when Motley Crue and, and Alice were on, on tour over in uh, Australia, Alice had some free time, so he wanted to check it out because he's a huge history buff. And he said usually when they hit a town, they got just enough time to be able to, you know, maybe catch a movie or, you know, grab some dinner and then it's on to the show and then they usually leave the next day. Well, this was one of those deals where they didn't have to leave the next day. And he said he wanted to bring his wife along because she loves that kind of stuff, but she was wouldn't feel well that day, so he went by himself. I told you he went to Dr. Cooper's church. Yeah. That was crazy. Can you yeah. imagine walking into church and seeing Alice Cooper sit there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tracy's boss, um, his church, when Alice Cooper came to town, he went to, to church there. Yeah. I was like, what? And I made the joke, and he didn't get it. I made the joke, uh, did he go to church incognito? Because <laughs> Who'd you say that to, Dr. Dr. Cooper? Dr. Cooper, because, <laughs> because that's obviously his song. Oh, yeah. Uh, where he said he went to church incognito, but <laughs> it fell on deaf ears. Um, or dentist ears, same thing. <laughs> Anyway, so they hit the town, and, and he goes to try to check it out. And he was fascinated by the place, especially the hanging room. He said that it's something that 
he does on stage. He does like fake hangings oh, yeah. and guillotines. Yeah, we've and, seen that. It's horrifying. It's, yeah, he said that he does that on stage. But to actually be in a room where this has it's actually actual been happened. done. Yeah, and he says, but, and you realize that they put the metal in a certain place and because um, they know that it's going to snap your neck if you're dropped at a certain level. And he said it's it's kind of um, like a science that's really bizarre, but a science nonetheless. And he said if there was going to be anything paranormal anywhere, it would definitely be in that place. Oh, my gosh. That's so scary. Apparently Mick Jagger uh, visited there a couple years ago also. Mm -hmm. So it it must be a good place when people come on tour over there. That's one of the things that they hit. So does it surprise you that with everything I've already said that that place is haunted? Uh, That doesn't surprise me, no. Uh, the way I would that, think I, I don't even think I could enter that place. Well, honestly. I mean, the way that people would treat it was just strictly yeah. barbaric. Oh my so, gosh, I mean, yeah. And it usually leads mm-hmm. to uh, these big hauntings and stuff like that. The th- Can y'all hear Ninja snoring? <laughs> he is not bigger than a minute, and he snores worse than Jerry does some days. That's because I don't snore. Oh, um, I got proof. <laughs> So we got some of the some of the things that they did here. You had lengthy periods of isolation. Uh, they would deprive them of sleep and food. You had the flogging we already talked about. Mm-hmm. I saw something that said unspeakable acts by guards. I don't even want to guess what that oh, is. Oh my lord, how worse can it get? <laughs> and we talked about uh, the hangings, obviously, and then we talked about using the metal buckets. The thing about the metal buckets, they had to empty them each morning. So you would have to take it out, and they, they got like a big courtyard in there. So there's a trough mm-hmm. in the courtyard, and you would have to take your bucket and empty it in a trough. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people from the upper level would pour their bucket onto people as they walked from below. Oh. So the, the, oh. the cells were really cramped, and the heat was sweltering during the summer. Mm. Of course, there's no air conditioning, nothing like that. Uh, so it's, it, that's just... Horrible conditions. As yeah. bad as some of these prisons and stuff that we've talked yeah. about. I believe that's that, the worst. That I've may heard. be the worst. Especially the whole flogging deal. Mm-mm. That's just, I can't imagine. No. I keep thinking about, there was a scene in, uh, what was the Mel Gibson movie he did uh, about Jesus? Oh. Um, yeah, I can't think something of. Something uh, I don't know. I can't remember I can't either. remember the name of it. But remember. there was a scene in that to where they were whipping him and they were using a cat and nine tails. Because I remember it showed it. Like hit into his back, and when they pulled it back, you seen flesh. Come no, they didn't back really do it. that, did they? What? To Mel Gibson? Not to Mel Gibson. It was to Jesus. Oh, Mel Gibson just directed it. Oh. I don't think. He, I mean, it wasn't that oh. bad of a movie where they just pulled him down and flogged him. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It was, it was actually a really good movie. Yeah, it was very sad. It, yeah, that whole situation is very sad. So haunting wise, there's a couple of things. There's a uh, a mysterious writing that just appears on the windows in the chapel. Just like, it's like, I guess, like uh, in a bathroom when mm, you when have fog up. or something like that. So they had that happen. They got strange random patches of ice cold drops in temperature throughout the place. So you'll it'd be super hot, and then you'll just walk to a place mm-hmm. freezing cold instantly, and there's no air conditioning. Wow. So that should But they probably be appreciate the that. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do. Uh, of course, you got phantom footsteps and EVPs. Uh, here's some here's some of the ghosts that are rumored to haunt the prison. The most common entity is the ghost with the uh, lantern 
And mm-hmm. we've heard this before. Remember, we just did a bonus episode about a guy yeah. killed on a train track that they said you can hear the lantern. Mm-hmm. And this guy here, they said you can see him walking up and down the catwalks, and they call him gangways of Division Four. Mm-hmm. He's dressed in a uh, blue prison guard uniform. He's holding a metal lantern, and it just kind of swings back and forth. So when you see the light, you can see the light swinging back and forth. That's why people know it's a lantern. And uh, he just walks to a certain point, and then he completely vanishes. It's hmm. amazing. Some have claimed to see it, while others claim to just hear footsteps, and they just see a bright yellow light, but they don't see him. Mm-hmm. But either way, that's the most common yeah. sighting. So another ghost that we see on a more regular basis is a man in the guard tower. And he's dressed in overalls. He stands in the... the I guess the tower above the gate overlooking the grounds. So they, like I said, they've got a uh, courtyard and stuff out there. They said he even shows up in pictures that people will take. Oh, dang, that would be cool. His appearance is usually accompanied by some kind of phantom lights uh, that's in the tower that mm-hmm. has nobody in it right now. So it's unmanned, but this is where they usually see him where they see the lights. Now, the most famous ghost is our young lady who was hanged, Martha Rendell, which I got a story to tell you in a second. So it said that her distinct face, I guess she, I don't know what she looks like. I'm going to try to find a picture of her, but it says her distinct face shows up in the windows of the east side of the Catholic chapel. Mm-hmm. Now, is she the one that poisoned her kids? Or? Yeah. Okay. So legend says that she sits on um a pew. She looks out towards the parade grounds and uh, she looks at visitors coming and going, just kind of watches them. And this is the same spot that they said that she would sit at during church services. Mm-hmm. But I think that's been debunked already, only because from the stuff that I saw back in the day when she was in there, because remember, I think she was hung in 1903 or 1906, but during that time, the women and men were separated. And just by the way things were done, it wouldn't just serve necessarily the prison, but she would have had to sit like to the back mm-hmm. of the uh, chapel and a man would have sat in the front. So there's no way she could have been sitting mm-hmm. on that pew. I'm not saying she's not sitting there now as a ghost. Right. But, she but moved to say, herself on up. But the, yeah, but to say that that's where she sat during church service wouldn't have been accurate because she wouldn't have been allowed to sit in that Was seat. she the only woman? She's the only one that was hung. But there was other women I'm in sure. the prison? Okay. I'm sure. Um. Then you've got in the Division One library, there's a kind of malevolent entity that's, I guess they affectionately will say. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can do that with a malevolent, but he's affectionately known as Jack. He supposedly told that name to a medium that was doing an investigation in there. So that's how they know no. supposedly what his name is. And there's a lot of paranormal activity there that's consistent with poltergeist activity in the library so jack's thrown rocks at people he's whispered in their ears he's tripped people shoved people and moved a bunch of stuff around (laughs) so (laughs) sounds like a poltergeist yeah in the kitchen it's i'm (laughs) it's funny how how this is how i'm going to come across with this but in the kitchen there's a unique smell but it's not a bad smell. Most mm-hmm. time when somebody says unique smell, it's, it's something whole. But it's not. He said it's not a foul smell. It's not overpowerful. It's just strange. So I would love to smell it just to know mm-hmm. what their definition of strange is. Some report Philip being, you know, really sick 
when they get into that room. And rumor has it that there was an inmate that was like one of these protected mm-hmm. uh, from the wardens and stuff like that. So they kind of kept them in uh, private mm-hmm. or what have you. And he wanted this job in the kitchen that came available and he got it. And like two days after he got it, his throat was slit by, um, I guess just kind of a disgruntled uh, prisoner and he died right there. So several visitors report feeling strange when they pass the exact same spot mm, where the murder happened, even sucks. though they don't tell people where the murder happened. Oh, wow. So people just go by and they feel sick and it just so happens it's at yeah. the same spot all the time. So, But but nobody said what they thought the smell smelled like? It, I mean, it was No, like, I didn't see anything that said gave it. It's just, it just said unique. So, And then there's a, another nasty entity, and some people say it's of an aboriginal man. That's in Section 43 uh, in Division 3. Now, Section 43 cell is, it's a bunch of small cells, and you've got you've got the actual room, and it leads straight out to the courtyard. So you've got your own little private yard. Oh, that's kind of cool. Well. I guess. <laughs> it was pretty much done that way because you had prisoners that, they were violent inmates, so they didn't want them with the rest of the crew. Yeah. So that's why they were kept in isolation. And then you also had protected prisoners, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. That well, he wasn't very protected. Well, he was protected till he decided that he wanted to get a kitchen job. He was protected, so they can't. Oh. You know, you decide to go back out there. What are they going to well, do? Oh yeah, that's true. Um, so they would. So they would have like, like I said, obviously the people that were really violent would be there, but. People like ex-cops and lawyers and pedophiles and that prisoners typically don't like yeah. would also be put in these rooms. But there's been several accounts o- over the years of the staff and tourists being pushed or shoved and they hear whispers in their ears and they'll feel hands gripping their throat. And all those cases, though, mm-hmm. involve females that had some kind of connection with the police. Oh, yeah, so every one of those people that in that area mm-hmm. had that. And there was one lady that she even was gripped so tight by these unseen hands that she had marks on her neck right afterwards. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the funny thing is that that cell area is not part of the tour. Yeah, it's it's for various reasons they don't do it. So these are primarily people that are there, like special VIPs, um, they come there because they don't, the regular visitors there don't get to see that part. So these people would be people that work there yeah. or people that happen to be there for some other kind of event. Wow. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure I'd want to go in there. So, like I said, the public is not allowed into those cells, but there's one cell in particular that kind of made them off limits. And it's because there was a case of one woman who opened a cell door peephole because you know they would have like the little square holes that you could yeah. lift up and oh, down uh-huh. and most of them don't have the glass in them anymore but this one obviously didn't have glass in it but she opened up the little metal door to be able to look through and when she did she just kind of jerked back real quick and screamed saying she was poked in the eye she was upset and her eye was really red and watering and the staff they didn't have keys to every door because there was no need for them. So they had to send somebody back to get a key. They came and opened the door. And when they opened the door, there was nobody in there. (laughs) (laughs) So nobody can go to that one in particular, I guess, not even VIPs. That's that's the main reason that they don't allow people back there. Golly. 
So, she shouldn't have been all up in his business. So that brings us up to Jimmy. Jimmy is a little short Irishman who haunts the gallows. He's a funny man. He's kind of a prankster. And he likes to sit on that hanging meme we've talked about mm-hmm. earlier. I like him already. <laughs> he pops up uh, in an occasional photo. I don't know if he looks like the Lucky Charms guy. Or, mm-hmm. And uh, it's highly likely that Jimmy wasn't hung there because there's no record mm-hmm. uh, of anybody being hung with his name. There was a person, the very actually the first prisoner that was ever hung there was a guy by the name of Jimmy Long, but he wasn't Irish, so that's probably not him. So nobody's sure what exactly the connection is. Aww. But he's probably the most fun ghost that people oh, very deal with. Very cool. Very good. you got to have some fun ghosts there. And then in 1988, I guess some prisoners finally just got fed up uh, of all the crap that was going on, and they waited for a guard to walk through the, uh, uh, I guess, to the courtyard, and he got pretty much taken uh, taken down by a bunch of prisoners. They took the keys, let a bunch of other prisoners out. They all went up to the roof, and they set the roof on fire. And like I said, within like three years, the place was completely closed down. But that, you know, brought a lot of, um, you know, attention to as to what was going on. And that ultimately was what led to uh, Fremantle being shut down. So that's our story on the Fremantle prison. That was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not the longest show this week. It's a little bit shorter, but it was a, a very crazy week, and we didn't have any interviews. We didn't have any commercials. Yeah. So eh, take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, every now and then it's okay. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So we love you guys, and uh, we've got some cool stuff. I think uh, we're going to do, if you're not on Patreon... We're going to do the, the episode that comes out the 15th. It's going to all be on poltergeist. I've got three awesome poltergeist stories that we're going to tell all of them on that Patreon episode. So good. now's a good time to sign up. And if you sign up, I haven't said this in a long time. If you sign up for Patreon in the middle of the month, you don't get charged anything. They don't charge till the first of next month. So sign up, listen to some of the bonus stuff. If you don't like it, you can unsign up. There you it go. It doesn't cost you anything. Easy. And if you're unscrupulous, you can uh, listen to a bunch of shows for free and then just get out before it costs you anything. Whatever floats your boat. That's right. That's fine. Just when you get through, go tell everybody how much you liked it. Well, there so, you go. We don't judge. Yeah. So anyway, uh, like I said, we, we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, I will post, again, the um, uh, link to buy tickets for Indianapolis. Looking forward to seeing all you guys. We don't have a uh, like a tour set up for that one. But I've been told that right near the studios, there's like some underground catacombs. Oh, wow. That'd that be neat. might be something that we could we'll check, check out. So I'm going to check into that and see what we got going on there. We do have an event coming up in October. Um, we may have to change the date, so I'm not going to keep giving the date on that one because that's uh, a little iffy right now as far as the exact date but we've got some cool stuff working that's with the graveyard tales and brie who's making our candles will be out there to show you all of her cool stuff she's got um man so many things happening yeah and it's all great and until thanks to you guys yep you guys make life really fun right now i know our lives are pretty boring before you guys happen along yeah that's pretty <laughs> true. and then like i said we've got uh in august august uh was it 10th 11th and 12th we'll be in new orleans for pot and love mm-hmm. so we got that going on and who knows uh just so much stuff going on it's you know and we're still got houston on the works that's going to be the beginning of next year could be february could be march could be april 
Yeah, yeah, so, it's going to take us a while to get that one. Yeah, we haven't out. exactly hammered that one down yet. So I like kind of really going February when it's cold out here. Yeah. Instead of waiting until April when it's already starting to get warm. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to be some more warm, I'd rather it be in the wintertime. Oh, definitely. So, guys, we love you, and we'll talk to you soon. I hope you guys have a great week. Love you guys.